0: Hey, fellow moms that lead. It's good to be back with you. It's quite a time that we're leading through, isn't it? There's no shortage of things to be worried about. From COVID whiplash to the unknowns in the economy, the ongoing fight for racial justice, global political upheavals, all the way down to the continued ugliness that you may be seeing on social media. It'd be very easy and understandable To forget about putting yourself out there as a leader. I know there have been days when I've wanted to just crawl in a hole or stay in bed. And there may be times for that as you work through feelings of anxiety, grief, and frustration about everything that we've been dealing with for the past 18 months. But here's the thing. We need you. Those you lead, whether that be your kids, your community group, or your employees, need you. And we need you to lead in a way that only you can, especially in times like this. We need you to be your best. That's why the Moms That Lead community is here for you. Our two areas of focus, found right in our tagline, are the keys to not just surviving during these difficult times, but thriving. If you don't remember, Moms That Lead is all about unlocking the leadership potential of healthy, purpose-driven moms healthy, and purpose-driven. We've talked quite a bit about purpose-driven, but not as much about healthy. So we're going to focus on that for the next several episodes. What does it mean to be a healthy leader? Hint, we're not just talking about physical health. We're talking about physical, social, emotional, mental, and spiritual. But don't worry, this isn't going to be like a research report. Instead, we're going to focus on issues relevant to our current time, And we start today with one that research and my own personal experiences show is rampant, especially among women who tend to prioritize others' needs over their own, burnout. But before we go through that, let me introduce myself and the Moms That Lead movement in case this is your first time listening. Are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self-doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers, and that leadership is not about position. But instead, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor, determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever. And I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. Ah, burnout. Have you felt it in the past 18 months? Have you felt exceptionally tired, been unable to focus, experienced frustration or cynicism or just excessive crankiness? You're not alone. A 2020 McKinsey poll found that 39% of senior-level female leaders felt burnt out with only 29% of men feeling the same way, by the way. And another 2021 study found that nearly 60% of leaders reported that they felt used up at the end of the workday, which is a strong indicator of burnout. So if you haven't experienced it, it's likely that someone around you, maybe even someone you lead, has. And according to research done by Dr. Jerry Paleo, those most at risk to burnout are high achievers. And by the fact that you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you may be one too. As a leader, burnout is of extra concern as it's causing more and more employees, particularly high achieving women, to leave their jobs and companies. And for yourself, even coming close to a state of burnout can have negative impacts on your health, making you more susceptible to illnesses such as heart disease and type 2 diabetes. So it's nothing to ignore, whether in yourself or those you lead. And if you are experiencing symptoms, I encourage you to speak to your health professional. But the three techniques we're going to talk about today may help you move forward toward becoming a healthier leader, who can lead others without losing herself, and who can help avoid burnout. We'll use a familiar framework to help you remember these techniques the Moms That Lead Leadership Development Framework. It turns out it works well here, too. So let's jump in and go through the phases of ground, grow, and give. Okay, so let's start with ground. If you're new here, ground is about taking the time to discover what's most important to you, what your leadership should be grounded in. It's the phase where you identify your values, your passion, and your strengths, so that you can use that to be more intentional and purpose-driven. We've talked about this on several past episodes, starting way back with episode 4. But how does staying grounded help you to avoid or reduce burnout? Well, to use a familiar analogy, burnout often occurs when we feel like we're on a hamster wheel, like the countless hours we're pouring into our leadership is having no impact. Or are just staying in the same place, going around and around and around. Or when we're doing it just to please others or meet some arbitrary goal that really doesn't mean anything to us. To say it another way, burnout often occurs when we are experiencing a lack of what we feel is meaningful work. So what do you do? Well, first, spend a little time to gain clarity on your values, passion, and strengths. That self-knowledge will give you something to attach to even when you're surrounded by chaos. Second, go back and listen to episode 51 about how to interject meaning into your days, even when you don't have much control of your tasks. Try out the technique of taking five minutes at the beginning of each day to journal about the opportunities you might have to live out your purpose that day. And finally, here's one that a woman I worked with has used very effectively when she was in a situation that many of her work tasks were tedious and unmotivating. What we worked on was taking inventory of her typical tasks during the day and identifying those that were most easily aligned with her values and strengths. Then we worked on a way to schedule those so that they occurred at the point of the day that she needed that motivational boost the most. For her, it was developing others. So she tried to schedule those opportunities at strategic times. For you, that might be the beginning of the day to get you started, lunchtime to keep you going, or near the end of the day to leave on a good note. Or maybe you know that you have a particularly difficult meeting coming up, and you want to schedule one of those motivation-boosting tasks right after it. Now I know I'm talking about adding additional time and practices to a schedule that you already probably feel is way too packed. After all, we're talking about burnout here. But believe me, the time that you invest, even if it is a small amount of time in grounding your leadership, will have significant payback and will help you to lessen the risk of getting burnt out. So that's number one. Now on to the grow phase for number two. Remember, the grow phase is about developing those leadership skills and habits that give you confidence as a leader. Well, what are those specific skills that will help you to not lose yourself? that will help you to avoid burnout. Everything I'm going to talk about could be classified as self-care skills. So I wanna start with something we haven't really talked about before, and that is the moms that lead view of what self-care truly is. Self-care is an activity that refreshes or energizes you, that helps your body and mind to work more effectively. It's not something that just numbs the pain and leaves you feeling worse afterward. So as you're thinking about activities that you might want to do for self-care, or that activity that you just wish you could get all your tasks done so that you could then do that, make sure you think about, is that self-care activity really going to energize or refresh you? For some people, sitting and watching a really good movie can energize and refresh you. But for others, it may just leave you feeling like you wasted time. So, think about that. Does it energize and refresh you, or does it just numb the pain and leave you feeling worse afterward? Two self care skills that can help energize and refresh you, and can also help you to not lose yourself while leading others, are setting boundaries and scheduling some sort of movement. So, what do I mean by that? Let's start with setting boundaries. Part of this goes back to the prioritization practices that we talked about in several episodes including episode eight. But the other part may be new, particularly as the lines between work and home may continue to get more and more blurred. How do you make a hard transition point for you and for those you lead? How do you end your day? One way I've seen people do this is to set up clear communication agreements where there is a specific time that your team knows you will no longer be responding to emails or texts until the next day. And that if something urgent pops up, they need to call you. If you're leading a group of volunteers, setting boundaries may look like being clear and having realistic expectations for tasks that need to get done between committee meetings. In your family, it might be setting a time, no matter how short, that you can carve out for yourself. Speaking of carving out time for yourself, that gets us to the second leadership skill that you can grow to help avoid burnout. Scheduling some sort of movement into your day, preferably outside if possible. You, again, may think that you don't have time to add this into your schedule. But I'd argue that if you're on the verge of burnout, you can't afford not to have time. The time you spend dedicating to movement will save you 10 times the time in the benefits it delivers to your emotional, mental, and physical health. Personally, I know that if I can get out for a run or walk when I'm stressed or in a cranky mood, it makes the rest of the day much more productive. But there's much more research on this and the biological explanation. Check out Kelly McGonigal's book, The Joy of Movement, which I'll link in the show notes. It includes fascinating science and stories about the benefits of all different types of exercise. It turns out that exercise produces spikes in dopamine, endorphins, and other feel-good chemicals. In other words, it energizes you, just like all good self-care should. To make it even more energizing, take the movement outside. As Ethan Cross highlights in his excellent book, Chatter, research shows that nature gives us an opportunity to effortlessly absorb different stimuli, which recharges the brain functions we need for solving problems. So even if it's a five-minute walk outside, I encourage you to make a habit of getting outside and moving. And finally, number three, on to the give phase. Remember, the outcome of this phase in the Moms That Lead Leadership Development Model is connection, which it turns out is one of the keys to fighting burnout. Let's stop here. I'm guessing you're thinking, we're talking about avoiding burnout, about not losing myself when I'm leading others. And you want me to give more? Isn't giving too much of myself the problem that got us here? Well, not really. Maybe giving too much that wasn't meaningful to you was the problem. It turns out that giving to others actually reduces stress. In one of Kelly McGonigal's other books, The Upside of Stress, she talks about how helping others activates the tend and befriend response in our bodies that releases dopamine, helps inhibit the fear centers in our brains, and enhances our perception, intuition, and self-control. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Not only does helping others have the potential to help us be more social, brave, and smart, as she says, it can also help combat many of the physical problems that burnout can cause. In the same book, McGonigal highlighted a study in which low-income students from an urban public high school in British Columbia, Canada, were randomly assigned to volunteer one hour a week at an elementary school. After 10 weeks, the teens who had volunteered showed improvements in cardiovascular health, including lower cholesterol. The control group showed no changes. In addition, the researchers looked at if any psychological changes could explain the biological ones. And it turns out they did. The students who reported the greatest increase in empathy and a desire to help others showed the greatest reduction in cholesterol and inflammation. Isn't that crazy? So there's clearly a benefit to meaningful giving. But how do you fit that in? Start small and simple. What do you enjoy? Is coloring therapeutic to you? There's an organization called Color a Smile where you can color pictures at home, send them to them, and then they'll give them to nursing home residents. Cards for Hospitalized Kids is another great outlet for your creativity. Maybe you care deeply about the sacrifices that our military is making. Organizations such as Soldiers Angels and Operation Gratitude accept paracord wristbands. I know that for me, that repetitive process of making the wristband is very soothing. Once you get it down, you can make one from the comfort of your home in 10 minutes. Another easy idea, take a garbage bag with you when you go for your walk outside and pick up trash as you go. You'll be making the neighborhood nice for others and getting your walk in at the same time. Or find an organization that organizes projects so that all you have to do is show up. If you're in the Houston area, our nonprofit, Stronger to Serve, does just that. We organize opportunities that combine movement and giving so that you can get and give the benefits of both. We support many other nonprofits, so you get the chance to experience supporting many different causes. I'll link all of these resources in the show notes for you so that you can get started. So there you have it. I hope these ground, grow, and give tips help you to lead others without losing yourself at a time when the risk of burnout is so high. Because in these tumultuous times, we need you to be your best. If there's anything we can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram at We Are Moms That Lead or directly to my email inbox at terry at moms that lead dot com. And as always, until next time, lead with love.